temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Here to talk some Titans football with us is producer reporter for Sports Illustrated covering the Tennessee Titans, David Beauclair. David, Jody Mack here. How are you doing, bud? I'm good, Jody Mack. How are you, my friend? Good. Um, what would you say the excitement level was at when uh, the announcement came down that the Titans were acri- acquiring Julio Jones? On a scale of 1 to 10, about 27 people in this town are uh, people in this town are really really fired up about this move. I mean, as much or more so than than really any move I can remember. And I've been covering this team since they since they came to Tennessee in 1997. This one this one has people really really buzzing. And like you compare it even last year, for example, to the Jadevian Clowney signing. You know, and and that that was a story that drug out throughout the entire off season and, and you know, you're talking about the first overall pick in, in, in a draft and a guy who'd been a multiple time pro bowler, all that, you know, even when they signed him, it, it, it felt like adding a luxury They you know, they, they had made some moves at, at outside linebacker. It didn't feel like, you know, that, that it, it felt like this was sort of, okay, this, this is the kind of thing that, that's overkill, but the kind of overkill you want. With with adding Julio Jones, this was a necessity. I mean, if you looked at this team's wide receiver group before last Sunday, you said, it's not good enough. I mean, it's just plain not good enough. Now you look at this group when you with, with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones together at the top, and you start talking about them in comparison to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in Tampa and, yep. uh, you know, Lockett and Metcalf in Seattle and, and, you know, any other duo you can think of, you know, that that's how big a, a move this is. And, uh, and, you know, when, when you, when you think about those two plus Derek Henry in the backfield, it, it's, I mean, it's just got people's minds racing with what could happen here. And Tennessee was in the mix of the conversation as one of the potential landing spots for uh, Julio Jones. Don't know if they were always the favorite, but they were one of the serious considerations. Why do you think the deal finally got done between the two parties? I, I think because uh, because John Robinson, the, the general manager, uh, didn't want to wait throughout the offseason. You, you know, you were you were talking coming out of the break about the offseason schedule and the OTAs. You know, the, the deal was the deal was officially executed. Wednesday, Julio Jones was on the field Thursday for the the last of the Titans OTAs. He'll be here this week and and taking part in in the mandatory minicamp. I, I think I think there was a sense that you know when when you're adding somebody to the offense who's presumably going to be a big part of the offense, you'd like to get him a little acquainted with things before uh, before the start of training camp. So uh, 
So, you know, John Robinson and, and Terry Fontenot got together over the last couple weeks and, and hammered this deal out. They talked regularly. Uh, and, and, you know, even even last Saturday and Sunday, John Robinson was on a family vacation, but he kept working at it because that's how important it was to, to get it done. And uh, and like he said, he was uh, he was in a, a restaurant an hour outside of town, a, you know, a small restaurant having brunch with his with his family when uh when, when the deal got done. So that's, uh, it, it, it just, it, it, you know, he's, he's been, he's been really good and aggressive that way in terms of when, when he decides he wants a player, he will, he will go out of his way, do everything he can to try and get that player here. Titans reporter for sports illustrated, David Beauclair, our guest here on CBS sports radio. I'll give Julio this much credit too. Since the deal came down, he's talked a pretty good game. Um, yeah. believe that we'll get on the, the the same page quite naturally. I've never been a stats guy. No, A.J. Brown is going to get the ball going his way a lot. And they got this Henry guy who can run it a little bit in the backfield. So I, I'm not the guy who needs to have it thrown to me 150 times. He's saying all the right things, and that's got to be music to the ears of Titans fans and specifically that Tennessee coaching staff. Yeah, and uh, and you know he better be honest about that, and I, and I guess you know there's no reason to think he's not. Uh, truth be told, but uh, you know because because he's not going to get the ball thrown his way 150 times. This you know this is a team that that threw the ball less than almost anybody else in in 2020, and and with Derrick Henry back there, that's not going to change. You know I, I would guess that in terms of the number of catches he has this year. You know, it'll be relatively low by Julio Jones' standards, but uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to his yards per catch average and and how I anticipate they'll use him, I think it could be as good as, if not better, than he typically has been throughout his career. And he's been really good in that regard. But you're gonna, you know, you're gonna see them throwing the ball to him on those on those deep crosses off the play action passes when the linebackers are sucked up and there's a lot of room between the linebackers and safeties, or if if there's an extra safety in the box, you know they'll run them on the posts, try and get them one on one with a safety there, and you like you like that matchup. And, and Ryan Tannehill will throw the ball up to him. So I think uh, you know whatever the number of catches, I, I would think he'll be he'll be pushing 20 yards per when when all is said and done. Could become big play Julio down there in Tennessee. I agree with your analysis of it. Um, you mentioned John Robinson and the fact that he got the deal done. Uh, there were rumors that Arthur Brank wouldn't trade him unless he got a one. And apparently Robinson went to him and said, listen, we're not going to get a one. I've been working this now for the better part of a month, and the deal is just not out there to be had. We can get a two-plus, and it means the swapping of two picks on the back end between Tennessee and uh, uh, Atlanta as well. I would say the, the the Falcons got him for a fair price. Same as you? Yeah, I, you know, it, it feels that way. I've I've seen I've seen one analysis that said, you know, that that the second round pick the Titans gave up. Analytics will tell you that 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 guy is going to have at at least is likely to have three above average years to to really good years during the course of his first four years in the league, and uh, and and that that Julio Jones at his age and coming off an injury is not likely to produce at that level for multiple years. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but if, I think if you're the Titans and, and the negotiations started at, we have to have a first round, 
a first round pick and you get this guy on your team without having to give up a first round pick. I, I, I think you, uh, you feel like that to win. Now, you know, you also did have to, uh, you know, do some salary cap wrangling, restructured Ryan Tannehill's contract, which, which changes your salary cap outlook for the next two years. The, the Titans were really sort of, they were really sort of making moves this off season with the idea that they were going to take, a half a step to a step back in their, you know, their hope would be that it wasn't any more than that with the idea that they could really spend some money, do some things next year and take two, three or four steps forward. Well, now they're not going to be able to spend the kind of money they planned on next year. But, uh, but the fact is, you know, Julio Jones is still under contract for three years. Ryan right. Tannehill is still under contract for three years. Derrick Henry's still under contract for multiple years. You've got A.J. Brown for at least two more years. So, you know, this, this group is together now, and I think you, you, know, you could feel really good about that quartet and, and whatever you have to do to build around them for the next couple of years. Now, I happen to be a fan of Corey Davis. I was, speaking completely honestly, uh, for the final bre- for the first breakout year that he had with the Titans last year. has been a slight disappointment as high as he was drafted up until his past year. But then you saw, I hope, the real Corey Davis because I'm a Jet guy, and that's where he signed. So I'm hoping that it wasn't a uh, one-and-done type season for him. But you got Julio Jones to replace him. Johnu Smith also was a key member of that uh, passing game last year, and he went free agent to New England. They haven't yet replaced him, at least not in my mind. Do they have enough salary cap flexibility to get an upgrade? If not a star player, an upgrade at tight end. Yeah, not not an upgrade. No, they they don't. They'll uh, you know they'll have to they'll they'll probably look hard at the uh, at the transactions at the end of camp when when other people are cut. I mean, right now they have. They have two guys. They have Jeff Swain, who's a who's a an established pro and and a blocking tight end for the most part. And they have Anthony Ferkser, a guy who's who's undrafted out of Harvard three or four years ago, and and has has kind of developed nicely. I don't know that there's much more upside to him, but but they actually you know they actually used him a bunch in the slot last year after Adam Humphreys got hurt, and he's a guy uh, he's a guy Tannehill clearly trusts. He uh, he catches the ball when it's thrown to him. He he doesn't drop it. He you know he's not gonna he's not gonna blow anybody away with his speed. Not gonna blow or run over anybody after the catch. But uh, but he's gonna get he's gonna get some more opportunity to to catch balls in uh, in training camp in the preseason and and sort of give them something to think about whether or not he's the uh, you know he's the guy that they can count on the way they they did Jonu Smith last year. He you know he. He, he is what he is, whereas Jonu Smith was a guy you could line up on the end of the line. You could flex out. You could even put him in the backfield a little bit. You know, Ferkser's a guy who's going to be flexed out, and you're going to try and create matchups with him and take advantage of him. But, uh, but, but he, can, he can get open and, and can catch the ball, and that's kind of how they're going to have to do it at that position right now. David Beauclair, reporter for Sports Illustrated on the Titans Beat, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let's flip it over to the other side of the ball. Uh, during this offseason, the Titans have added two guys who have been Pro Bowl-level players before in uh, Bud Dupree and Janoris Jenkins, who I saw a lot of the, the years that he was with the Giants. Neither one of them coming off Pro Bowl-level type seasons last year. Why can they get back to their former level of play in Tennessee? Why are they a fit for that Titan defense if you believe it, that, it's uh, yeah, it, it it's the the defense is sort of the big question mark for this team, and uh, you know between between salary cap and and other roster moves, they they cut the two guys who were 
would have been their starting cornerbacks this year in, in Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson. They cut Kenny Vaccaro, who'd been their starting safety for three years. Now, they, they've got a guy in place to, to replace Vaccaro um, in, in Amani Hooker, who's a third-year guy who, who tied for the team lead in interceptions last year. You, you know, you've seen it for two years with him that this guy's a good player. He, he's clearly ready for that opportunity. With Jenkins, if he gets back to a Pro Bowl level, it's just because you know, he'll have the opportunity. He's going to be an every-down cornerback. He's going to be the most important cornerback on this team. Uh, and, and at 32 years old, I, I think that's a little bit of a scary proposition for this defense. You know, they also signed Kevin Johnson, a, a, you know, first-round pick uh, in 2014, and, and a guy who had played in Houston, had, had played in Mike Vrabel's defense, was, was going to be their slot cornerback and, and sort of the guy who would help with the transition with all the newcomers on, in the secondary. And, and Johnson, a couple weeks ago, up and retired on them two, two and a half months after, after signing the deal. So they lose that. They, you know, they drafted Caleb Farley in the first round, who's a, who's a cornerback, but a cornerback coming off a couple of, uh, a couple of back injuries. So there's questions of you know, whether he's even going to be ready to go at the, at the start of the season right now. So there's, there's, there's big, there's big issues there in the secondary that have to be sorted out. And, and Bud Dupree, you know, it, it'll be a matter of health with him too. This is a guy who had reconstructive knee surgery at the end of November, 1st of December, whatever it was last year. And, you know, how good is he going to be? I, I, you know, to get back to pro bowl level, I don't think that happens this year. It, it might be the kind of thing that, that doesn't happen till next year. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's also what makes the Julio Jones trade so important. If, uh, you know, it, it's going to take some time to sort out things in the secondary. If the pass rush isn't better than it was last year, if Bud Dupree can't make an immediate impact, that, you know, this is a team that's going to have to win some high-scoring games early in the year if they're, uh, they're going to try and, and keep, you know, keep pace with the pack early in the year and position themselves for a run later in the year. All right, let's compare what's happened the last couple of years and put it forward to this season. Two years ago, had the, uh, I would say, somewhat surprising run. Certainly adding in the playoffs, you would say surprising. Go in and beat New England in New England, beat Baltimore in Baltimore before you get eliminated by Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Pretty impressive. Last year, 11-5, and five, good regular season, but get picked off in the first round of the playoffs what is the bar for this team this year? What will be the dividing line between a, a successful season and a non-successful season? What do they have to accomplish? Yeah, I, I think I think they're in a position now where uh, you know they're in a uh, they're in a head-to-head race with the Colts for the division. I mean, it looks like a, it looks like a two-horse race there. I, I don't think I don't think Houston or Jacksonville scare you right now. So I, I you know a week ago I would have said. The, the Titans are clearly the second best team in the division. It, it'll be a matter of them whether or not they can win enough games to to secure the wild card. Now I think they're looking at it, saying, you know, they they need to win that division again. They need to they need to have at least one home playoff game and 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 win it this time. Like I say, they you know they 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 took some huge salary cap hits this off season. I, I think I think in the moment in those offices when they're realistic with themselves, they're saying this team is is not as good top to bottom as it was last year. And then, you know, anybody who has anything to do with analytics will tell you that, that Derrick Henry's not going to be as good as he was last year. And after two years of, of really big 
carry numbers. You know, how is he going to hold up, particularly with an extra a game on the schedule? So I think uh, I think if the Titans, I, I, I think the, the realistic way to look at this is if, if they can win a playoff game, keep themselves in the conversation as a Super Bowl contender, you know, they'll have money to spend next year. They can set themselves up for a really good 2022 from there. Uh, one thing you said surprised me, so it will spur me on to ask this question. Okay. Are the Colts a better team with Carson Wentz as their quarterback or with Phillip Rivers as their quarterback last year? And you know what Rivers did. His stats are already logged. Do you actually see an improvement or a regression at QB for the Colts next year? I see I see a regression. The question is how big a regression. I, I think the thing that uh, if you're the Colts or Colts fans that, that make you feel a little bit better is, is the idea that if anybody can – get the best out of Carson Wentz, you know, whatever the best is, it's Frank Reich, who was his offensive coordinator there in Philadelphia when he was having an MVP type year before he got hurt. But I think, you know, I, I think in stark contrast to the Titans where I'm, you know, I, I think they're going to have to win some high scoring games. You know, the, the, the Colts have a, a stable of running backs there. I think they've got, you know, they, they can, they can find ways to keep the ball on the ground, keep the clock moving, you know, take pressure off Wentz that way too. I, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be asking as much of their quarterback as, uh, as a lot of other teams are, are going to be. Plus they have a, uh, they have a really good offensive line there. So I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think if anybody, again, if anybody knows Wentz, knows what he can do, what he can't do and how to get the best out of him, it's right. So I think, uh, I, I think that's, that's that's what works in their favor with that move. But but to your question, no, I don't think they're as good there as uh, as they were with Rivers last year. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they split the two game with the Colts and they lost at home and won on the road? Scored a whole bunch of points in Indianapolis, if I remember correctly. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, both 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 road teams uh, delivered pretty decisive victories in the <laughs> in the series last year, which was. Uh, which was kind of unusual. In fact, the Colts in, in the game here in Nashville, which was the first meeting, uh, just just dominated the second half in a way that that nobody really just dominated the Titans, uh, you know, start to finish in, in every which way in that one. And uh, so that's why you know I, I think I, I think in terms of one to fifty three, the the roster that the Colts are better. Um, you know, it, it the question for them will be you know. Will Wentz drag them down too far? And and uh, you know, right right now it's the off season, right? Let's let's let everybody be optimistic and say that won't happen. Should be a fun meeting between those two teams this year, and Julio Jones might just be the swing guy. David, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks for sharing. We'll touch base when the season gets uh, underway this year. Thanks for hopping on tonight. Always my pleasure. We'll do it anytime. My pleasure. David Beauclair, uh, reporter, producer for Sports Illustrated for the Tennessee Titans. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.